it's an interesting thing to think about, which is why I love going back to the power of smell in order to boost and enhance and keep the passion alive in a relationship. We know there are certain plants and oils that can help boost our um, ability to feel intimate or to boost our passion um, buttons and to actually make us feel more intimately connected. And sometimes I know apart from fatigue and the busyness of life, it just takes a little bit of effort. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast, the show that helps crack open your heart and inspire a deeper regard for your own well-being and happiness. Proudly brought to you by 28 Essentials, here's your host, the gorgeous Kim Morrison. Welcome to this week's Self Love Podcast and also the quickie of the week. I'm really appreciating your feedback and your questions. And this week, there's a few of you who have asked a similar question in the same way. How do I keep the passion alive in my relationship? You know, it's a biggie, isn't it? And for those of us that have been in long-term relationships, keeping the passion alive is something like a job. You actually have to work at it. There's good days and there's some not so good days. There's days where it's boring perhaps. And then there's days where, oh my gosh, we get promoted or we get upgraded and it's exciting again. Well, I don't know about you, but as far as I'm concerned, a true, deep, loving relationship is about a deep, bonding and amazing friendship. For those of us that have been married for more than a decade or maybe even more than a couple of decades, you will know that the friendship that grows between the two of you is something that you cannot replace. It is not something that you can take for granted either. And I think it's certainly something that if we think it's going to be as passionate and vibrant and as exciting as it was in the early days, then it's probably safe to say that we're delusional. I remember when I saw one of my beautiful counsellors and therapists, Jacqueline, she actually said one of the worst times of a relationship is the falling in love part, which some of you might feel as challenged as I did in that She felt that when you're falling in love with someone or at the very beginning of a relationship, it can be very tumultuous. You don't know each other. There's the extreme highs. It's like a drug, she said. It's addictive. And you find yourself saying and doing things that you might not otherwise do. I found that interesting. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, yes, it is probably the most exciting and enlightening time of a relationship But my goodness, it is also probably and possibly the scariest part. And some people crave just that in a relationship. And after it's moved into more of a friendship, you will find that one of the partners, maybe even sometimes both, decide that they need to move on or see that the grass is greener or perhaps go looking for that chase again. I know when we're young, You have every right in many ways. I've heard the quote, the line, to sow your wild oats, to go out there and have a good time. But I also know ultimately at the end of the day, having intimacy with someone, being in an intimate, connected relationship, you either want to have lots of those different relationships or wouldn't it be cool to explore the depths and absolute breadth of having maybe the same amount of intimate relations but how cool to grow that with one person. 
I know that romance is an incredibly important and fulfilling part of the relationship with your partner. But I also know that when lives get busy and stressed and fatigue sets in, maybe kids, maybe babies, maybe life, maybe work, it's really hard to find yourselves in the mood for love when you're totally exhausted. But there's one secret weapon that I turn to all the time, and you probably are well aware that I'm going to talk to you about the powers of essential oils. They say one in three marriages end in divorce in this country alone in Australia and New Zealand. And I am not surprised by that. But I have a philosophy, a belief, and you may or may not want to agree with me on this. I've got no science. I've got no research to back it. It is just an intuitive belief. But if you think about it, if you go back to tribal days or caveman days or even in earlier days, we know that the way a couple come together is often, obviously, first and foremost, unless it's an arranged marriage, the first thing we look at is the visual. Now, from a typical primal, reproductive, ongoing evolutionary process, a woman will look at a man and possibly look for broad shoulders, great glutes, strong legs, and good hands, so that she knows from a Uh, an ongoing evolutionary standpoint, this man will make good babies. And from a man's perspective, when he visually sees a woman, why do you think they're attracted to boobs and butts and hips? It's all because they themselves are looking at who is going to house those babies, who's going to grow their babies so that they can be an ongoing part of the evolutionary process. And then what happens, even in today's day and age, there's the visual attraction maybe first and foremost. And then often what will happen is we move closer into one another's space. And then there might be a flirtatious dance, a kind of, you know, the fluttering of the eyes, cheeky conversation, kind of giving each other a little bit of stick and the the quirky little smiles and all those sorts of things can happen And then we move even closer into more of an auric field. And it's in this field that we really start to notice what I would call the DNA starts talking. Ultimately, and from an evolutionary standpoint, the DNA is deciding whether or not you two are going to make good babies. Once you move even closer and kiss or unite in a very physical way, then of course, that's when you will notice the smell The smell is one of the most important aspects, I believe, of the beginning of a relationship. And when we use our sense of smell, you will notice that you absolutely want to drink that person in. The person that you have fallen for or could possibly fall for will smell delicious. To those of us that are mums, you will also know what I'm talking about here, the smell of your newborn baby, the smell of your child, the smell of your lover is incredibly important. I know for myself with Danny having been a cricketer for so many years, <laughs> I would get him to wear a T-shirt to bed for three nights so that when he went, I could snuggle into his T-shirt and hold it close. Smell is one of those most underrated senses, and this is where I believe my um, approach to why one in three marriages end in divorce is because these days we smother ourselves in so many different smelling chemicals from perfume, deodorants, hairspray, aftershaves, perfumes, uh, hair care products, personal care products. 
I mean, they say most women don't leave their bathroom until they've smothered themselves in anywhere between two and 300 chemicals per morning. And that's just in the bathroom. I haven't gone into cleaning products and all the different things that we're exposed to in the environment. So if you can imagine, our bodies are constantly picking up on different aromas and those chemical aromas, I believe, block the pheromones, our natural aromas, the natural scent that we emit. So my belief, whether you believe in it or not, or whether you want to try it on or not, is that because we use so many chemicals and different perfumes and different smells and aftershaves and aromas, we're actually not allowing the real chemicals, the real pheromone chemicals to talk and allow the DNA to decide whether or not these two are a good match. It's an interesting thing to think about which is why I love going back to the power of smell in order to boost and enhance and keep the passion alive in a relationship. We know there are certain plants and oils that can help boost our um, ability to feel intimate or to boost our passion um, buttons and to actually make us feel more intimately connected. And sometimes I know apart from fatigue and the busyness of life, it just takes a little bit of effort Now, we know that essential oils have a really profound effect on the biochemistry and physiology of the body. They can stir and arouse passion. And there are certain oils that can increase our sexual response. And this is because they work on the limbic part of the brain, which is also responsible for our sex drives. And if you really want to take a note of this, if you're not driving or you're you're able to grab a pen and paper, then aphrodisiac oils include jasmine, ylang-ylang, patchouli, clary sage, vetiver, neroli, rose, sandalwood, cardamom, and orange, just to name a few. But to keep the romance and intimacy really alive in your relationship, I think one of the most important things that you could really look at is to create more quality time. It takes an effort to pamper and nurture each other, but we all know that this is what strengthens relationships. And one of the best ways to do this is to involve your sense of touch and smell. And one of the best ways to spice up your love life is through an aromatherapy massage. And I truly believe that the power of touch is something that we really underestimate. You know, before children, BC, Danny and I, we'd always, I'd run a bath and I'd put beautiful oils into the bath And I'd pick up his foot and I'd start massaging and he'd go, oh, that's great. And then I'd pick up, I'd I'd flutter my little foot in front of him and I'd say, oh, show me what it feels like. And then he'd massage me and I'd go, oh, yeah, a little bit harder like this. Or maybe we could look at it this way. Or could you feel like, do this to mine and let me tell you what. It was the only way I could get him to not struggle with the thing that happens to many men. And that's called thumbinitis. (laughs) Within 30 seconds, their thumbs seem to start to hurt. But in the bath, in those moments, was a really cool way for me to actually get a foot massage from my dear hubby. And it's been something, I guess, maybe being an aromatherapist, a lymphatic drainage massage therapist, a massage and sports therapist, something is that's, that's so powerful and profound to me is the power of touch. And I love making up blends that help with the power of our intimacy and uh, connecting us to a higher space and self where we can actually let ourselves go and be in that space and be really fully present to it. 
I guess I'll give you a couple of oil blends just off the top of my head that I really would love to encourage you guys to think about. You know, maybe an in-the-mood blend could include the oils of your langulang, orange and neroli, a very floral blend, but also a very uplifting blend. Maybe for something like magic moments, you might want to think of patchouli, mandarin in your langulang. Patchouli for many people is a flashback to the 60s, the peace, not war, burn the bra, passion for all kind of feeling, the liberation, love liberation decade. And it's a really nice, beautiful grounding oil that blends beautifully with the florals and the citrus oils. A beautiful romantic blend that I love to use in a diffuser in the bedroom would be rose, sandalwood, and jasmine. Such a beautiful combination. Rose is considered the queen of essential oils and jasmine is considered the king. And when you bring them together with sandalwood, a very grounding oil, it just has a beautiful aromatic um, enlightening feeling that when you walk into the room, particularly if you've taken time with candles and dimmer lighting and maybe just making a little bit more of an effort, that blend will certainly help you. And maybe if any of you get the chance to have a weekend away or just even a night away, just to yourselves, then I love the blend of bergamot, ylang-ylang and sandalwood. And, you know, that's something that you could create for yourselves as an aromatic anchor. And every time you go away, you might take that special blend or when the kids are at Nana's or when you have a chance to be by yourselves, maybe that aromatic anchor of bergamot, ylang-ylang and sandalwood is just a nice little way to register those aromatic, beautiful, romantic memories. You know, one of the best things to do is to into a blend of, say, 20 mils with any of those blends. I'd take 20 mils of carrier oil, whether it's sweet almond, jojoba, macadamia, avocado, um, any of those carrier oils, 20 mils of that, and then you could do 10 drops in total. So three, three, and four drops in total into each of those blends would be the ideal um, ratio. But you know what? For Danny and I, um, I created a blend for 28. And I, this, this blend started way back on the, in the years that were preceding us to getting married. And I now call this blend at 28 Romance and Intimacy. But it really is the most exquisite combination of, of oils. And so if you can't be bothered making any of those blends, then I've taken the trouble away for you. And this is a combination of rose, ylang ylang, patchouli, sandalwood, orange, and rosewood. And those beautiful six oils are just the most exquisite combination that not only are great for romance and intimacy, but even those of you that don't have a relationship right now or perhaps your partner's away or you're single, then you may find that this is also the most perfect blend for TLC and self-love. And I think the only way to capture true love is to indeed 100% love yourself first and foremost. So don't be put off by the name romance and intimacy. I really love to think of this blend as about having a romantic and intimate connection with self, a loving, beautiful admiration of self and a loving connection towards your own beauty and strengths and amazingness. So this blend is an exquisite combination to use for any of that. Or if you feel like you do need a drop of TLC, then I'd certainly recommend this combination. I also love it in the sense that it is one of the most precious blends to use as a perfume. 
And this particular blend, I'll put a drop on the perfume um, spots on the perfume points on the body. So the inner wrist, you could do the inner thigh, the neck and the pulse points are really precious perfume points, particularly with something as a concentrated synergy blend of essential oils. Just remember, they're very strong. So sometimes just one drop from the top of the bottle is enough to place on all the perfume points. And I will say this particular bottle comes with a warning. I'll never forget my mum once saying, have you got a blend to help attract a, a boy, a man, you know, a good man? And so I gave her romance and intimacy. And the next day I caught up with her and she said, good Lord, I, it certainly worked. There was a lot of attraction going on, but she goes, it certainly wasn't anyone of, of interest. And that's when I said to her, mum, you've got to get your intentions straight. You've got to be really specific with what you want to attract. Write a list of what you do want and what you don't want. You can't just put this blend on and go out and go, oh, I want to attract a man that's the easy part the best part is when you can allow your pheromones to work with these beautiful aromas and being natural components from a plant your pheromones and chemistry works beautifully with the plant chemistry of these essential oils which is what makes them such an exquisite perfume and I'll give you just a couple of tips, some ideas and thoughts around how to keep that love life alive and, and well and happy and vibrant. Um, you know, once a week, maybe take turns with your partner to give a massage or a treatment or a foot bath or a shoulder massage. You know, I know it sounds for some people that have been married a long time, you might be rolling your eyes going, oh, my gosh, whatever. But, you know, you can't always give these to expect it back. It really does come from a place of honoring yourself by wanting to give to someone that you care about. And if you think you're sick of your partner or you think that, you know, this is too hard or why should I, I want you to picture just for a moment if tomorrow they were taken away from you. If all of a sudden you had the news that they hadn't made it for whatever reason, you know, it's easy to say we're bored with one another or that we're sick of one another. But ultimately, sometimes that boredom and being sick of one another is one of the most treasured parts of a relationship. And I invite you to explore what that truly means to be with someone that you know so well, how much of a treat that is, and how many people are looking at you wishing they had what you've got. So perhaps looking at a shoulder rub or a hand massage or a foot bath or a beautiful massage might be just something that could become a weekly ritual or something that you end up massaging not only your partner but maybe your kids. I know for us we've set the massage table up in the middle of the room and I've taken turns to massage every one of my family members, Danny and the children, and they get to see that mum and dad do this for each other as well, that they do exist in our lives. They are a priority in our lives. But ultimately, mum and dad are each other's priority first and foremost. I think it's one of the greatest lessons you can show your children is the love and respect you have for one another. You could try leaving love notes. One of Danny's and mine favorite things to do, probably because one of our love languages is words of affirmation. We write each other love notes or nowadays often we send each other's texts or quotes. It's something that I even do with my children. I love to send my kids texts and quotes, just telling them how much I love them. Prior to having mobile phones, I used to put notes into Danny's lunchbox, into his cricket bag, into all his sports bags, his, his wallet, and every now and again he'd come across a note 
I even put notes under the pillows. I still to this day um, will write Danny a love note before he leaves or when I'm going away. It's just something that we've always done and something that if if for some reason he's gone away and I've come, I'll always go to my pillow to look for a note and if for some reason he hasn't left me a note, it feels really weird and um, I'll usually text him and go, where's my love note? And um and he'll often say, oh, sorry, I, I got so busy. But then he'll send me a beautiful note once he gets to the airport. I just think telling each other how much you mean to one another is one of the most important things you could also do for each other and for your relationship. And it doesn't cost much. And it certainly doesn't take too much effort to let someone know how much you mean to them. One of my other favorite things to do is to write love notes to my children it's something I've done for a very long time. I've often, if I've seen one of my children's uh, uh, cars in a car park, I'll go up and put a note. I've always got a pad and pen in my car and I will always put a love note on their windscreen. Often they'll come to the car and think it's a ticket, but it's um, it's not. It's a love note from their mum. And probably, you know what, sometimes they'll probably roll their eyes and think, oh my gosh, mum is doing it again how could she but I think deep down they actually really love it love notes are something that you can also send to people that you really care about um, it's something that you really um, you can really nurture one another with and something that you can actually let people that you care you not even have to be in an intimate relationship to let them know that you really really do believe in them or that you love them or that you really do think that some of the most important things about them is x y and z I think it's really powerful. Letting people know how much they mean to you is perhaps one of the most beautifulest of all things you can do. I'm not sure if beautifulest is a word, but there you go. We just made that one up. But the key to a good relationship is definitely communication. Talk about your relationship and what you both need. And, you know, constantly ask questions of each other. Ask one another what they like or what they would like. If they could go to their favorite restaurant, what would it be? What is their favorite color? Who is their favorite author? What's their favorite film? It might sound so bizarre and boring or maybe not even appropriate to some of you, but I can tell you this. When you show an interest in someone else, it is one of the most beautiful gifts that you can give to another human being. I'd also say that one of the most important things to do is to never stop dating. Plan a night out, whether it's every week or month, even if you have children, plan babysitters. And I know through this whole COVID time, it's been a really challenging time to get out or even have the money to do that. But I know couples who will actually make a picnic and they get a babysitter in and they go and take each other with a bottle of wine just up the road to their closest park so that they can walk there and back, or they'll drive to a certain point that means something to them, or they'll go and sit on the beach and just have a couple of hours of couple time. And I think it's really important that you actually never, ever stop underestimating the power of having date nights. I think also something that's really important about date nights is that your kids get to see that you make each other a priority yet again. They get to see that their parents come home hopefully happy. They get to see that it was because of their love for each other that they themselves are in fact here. And maybe by doing this, you are showing them how to have a good relationship. I think one of the most important things to do is when it comes to the bedroom or boudoir, 
is to make it your sanctuary that you share together. I think it's really important that we um, that we make it a place that we don't argue, that we don't feel angry in this space. I mean, have arguments, of course, have arguments, but it's never about constantly um, picking on each other or putting each other down. There's moments when we're annoying each other and there's times when one of us will annoy the other more than, than one. But try not to make the bedroom that place for this. You know, you can create ambience just with a candle or a nightlight, putting on a diffuser or a vaporizer at least half an hour before you retire to allow the aroma to fill the room. Some soft music always makes a beauty, tr- truly beautiful romantic environment and it's a really nice way to completely change your state from a very busy day. I think it's important sometimes that we even have to lock in a date for intimacy. And I know some of you will be chuckling as, as I say that, but it's true. Sometimes you actually have to make time. I know for many women as they get older, it, it's something that they can probably let go of too. But we all know that many men have different needs and sometimes by not um, sharing in an intimate way can make them feel like they're not good enough or that there's no more connection or the spark's not there. I just know that for many women, though, it just takes a little bit of forethought, a little bit of extra effort and energy for you boys to actually uh, get us in the mood and to create an opportunity where we actually feel like, oh, he's gone to an effort, not just a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I've got a friend who um, we all got together on the Sunshine Coast a number of years ago before we even moved here. There was a group of us, seven of us moved, um, came over here to the Sunshine Beach on the Sunshine Coast for seven, uh, for four nights, the seven of us. And there was a friend amongst us and we all talked about, and we actually even thought we should bring out a book on this, um, when what gets us fired up to have intimacy And then on the other side of the book would be all the things that put us off intimacy. And we just thought it could be a book that you flip on either side, depending on the mood. But someone was saying, you know, the reason why I wouldn't do it is clean sheets. Can't do it with clean sheets. Or I'm too sweaty. Or I haven't had a shower. Look, honestly, we were cracking up. And then there were lots of reasons why you would when there's been an effort made candlelight, music, romantic dinners, love notes, all these things touch means so much to so many of us. And then one of the women, I'll just call her Mary for the sake of the story. Mary is in her 60s and she told us that John, for the sake of the story, her husband always thought that when they went to a hotel that it was all on. Every time they booked a hotel, it was definitely on. And um, Mary and would tell John every now and again that it it was sorry she couldn't because it was that time of the month. And we're all looking at her going, yeah. And she goes, well, girls, I actually haven't had a period for the last 10 years, but don't you dare tell John that. And honestly, if you could just picture seven women absolutely losing it, we have not stopped laughing about that for many, many years. But it's true. Intimacy takes time, effort, and connection. Of course, those of you that are young and are new in relationships or new um, to a a new relationship, you will all be going, oh, don't have to listen to this podcast. Don't have to worry about this one. But we all know that life is ebb and flow, high and low. 
um, you know, the dark and the light, there's always different stages of relationships. And as that beautiful beginning of a relationship turns more into a friendship and a long-term bond, then you know what? This is where the time and effort matters. This is where it's really important to create rituals that will be ongoing forevermore. I love in the movie, Shall We Dance with Richard Gere and Susan Sarandon, there's a quote in there where she thinks her husband, um, Richard Gere, is having an affair, but he's actually learning to dance so that he can dance with his wife. But she has a detective follow him. And in the end, they're sitting in a bar and the detective turns around and says, so, you know, why is it? Why is it you're even worried about being married? Why are you, why are you even wanting to be in a long-term relationship like marriage? And I loved this line that was said in the, in the movie. In marriage, you're promising to care about everything, the good things, the bad things, the terrible things, the mundane things, all of it, all of the time, every day. You're saying your life will not go unnoticed because I will notice it. Your life will not go unwitnessed because I will be your witness. And it's something, a quote that Danny and I will often share and send to each other in the reminder of why and how and just how beautifully important it is to the pair of us to have a witness to one another's lives. I think it's really precious to take quotes and lines from movies um, because I think those sorts of things also remind us of what the importance is about a long-term relationship. And let's face it, in life, most of us, most of us are always keen to look for someone to share our life with in a purposeful way. So also remember that you and your partner are different. We all have different personalities, upbringings, beliefs, values, perceptions, and we have different priorities, drives, and desires. And understanding and learning to accept these differences will also allow that relationship to grow and flourish. Let's face it, relationships are a full-time job. So I just want to say in this week's podcast, take time to invest in reading or attending workshops designed to help you learn and extend yourselves in your relationships. A good, loving relationship is worth all the effort. I think also too, if I can certainly say this to you, love is one of the most potent of all things of all times that we humans yearn for and wish for. And I know there's many of you that will be listening to this that are single. Maybe your heart has just been broken and you're wondering how the hell you'll ever feel love again. There's a beautiful quote that I remember when my heart was broken at one point and it said, there is nothing more beautiful than a heart that has been shattered into a million pieces still believes in the power of love. Just because your heart's been broken or just because someone's hurt you or just because you yourself have found yourself hurting someone by having to leave a relationship, you just need to know that we are all on different soul journeys. We're all in different times of that journey. And I love Dr. Brian Weiss's book, Only Love is Real. In that book, he talks about it, that each of us are lucky if we find one soulmate in this particular life. It's a wonderful thing if you can have two or three soulmates, but never take it for granted. And if a relationship comes to an end or you really truly do believe that it has ended either willingly or unwillingly, consciously or unconsciously, 
I love it when he says, and I may not say it exactly the way he says it, but I love the fact that he says, there's no such thing as a relationship ending. It's just when two souls come to a place where it's time for them to find new classes, new opportunities for growth and learning. And when you think about it like that, then every relationship has its place. Every past connection you've ever had, there's been something to take from it that you've been able to take into a new relationship. And to those of you who think you've been having a bad run of it lately, maybe there's some work, some self-inquiry to do there on why you keep attracting the same thing, the same person, the same sort. Maybe you need to see an NLP practitioner or a timeline therapist or do some real personal growth work, hypnotherapy, do something that allows you to unblock those patterns and stop doing what you've always been doing. Because as we know, if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always got. So sometimes it's important to do the self-inquiry and going through a breakup or a breakdown in a relationship is also a really good time to do the work. And I think more than anything, when you do find true love, if you do have that soulmate in your life, then please take this as a sign. Go and let them know how much you adore them. Let them know how much they mean to you. There is nothing nicer, whether a mother and father are still together or not, than for a child. The greatest gift you can give a mother can give her child is the love and respect of their father. And the greatest gift a father can give their, his children is the love and respect of their mother even if that relationship has ended. Children just want to know that their parents are happy. Children will adapt. They do absolutely get through and over divorce and breakups. It's not easy. And sometimes for them, it can be a really determining point of their future lives and relationships. But if you are open and healthy and discuss and have conversations with them, about the fact that life is up and down, highs and lows, and sometimes relationships just aren't meant to continue, then if you can show them how to do that with courage and grace and strength and dignity and not bagging the other person, not putting them down, no matter how bad it is, one of the greatest of all human traits and strengths is forgiveness and compassion. After all, if someone else has been really nasty in a relationship breakup, I dare say that's more about them than it ever is about you. So my dear friends, if you do have a beautiful partner in your life or maybe someone that you're really truly interested in, maybe someone that you are hunting down to get closer in towards them so that you can smell their pheromones and see if indeed they will make good babies or for those of us that are older could have made good babies, then maybe now's the time to let them know. I sincerely hope that you have enjoyed today's podcast and I'd really love to hear your thoughts and feedbacks around love, intimacy, friendship, relationships and what it means to you to actually be in a connected, supported relationship. You know, they also say that a good marriage is the union of two good forgivers. How often have you had to forgive your partner for the things they've done? How often have you had to forgive yourself for the things you've done or not done in a relationship? I think love is one of the most beautiful and most purest things that we can ever share. And I really do believe that if we could all share a love quote, maybe on my Facebook page, the Kim Morrison training page, Facebook, or on my Instagram page, Kim Morrison and the number two eight, I'd love to hear your favorite love quotes. I think it's 
really special and precious that love is something that makes us feel so powerful, so alive, so vibrant, and so connected. They say that rose oil is the highest vibrational thing on the planet. It measures at 320 megahertz. That means that it has the highest vibrational frequency and attraction of all things that have been measured on the planet. However, there is one thing, one thing that is way higher than even rose oil, and that is the feeling of love. Love is the most incredible, most beautiful gift that we can share of ourselves and obviously give to others. I love this quote by Deanne Laura Gilbert. I love you means that I accept you for the person that you are and that I don't wish to change you into someone else. It means that I do not expect perfection from you just as you don't expect it from me. I love you means that I will love you and stand by you even through the worst of times. It means loving you when you are in a bad mood or too tired to do the things that I want to do. It means loving you when you're down, not just when you're fun to be with. I love you means I truly love you. Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast, guys. If you've got any questions or topics that you'd love me to discuss in the self-love quickie or people that you'd love for me to interview in the self-love podcast, then please, by all means, reach out on the platform. You'll see all the links in the show notes. And I sincerely hope you're enjoying the self-love podcast, listening to it as much as I'm enjoying bringing it to you. I want to thank again the wellnesscouch.com, beautiful Marcus and Brett, for allowing me to be on this platform so that I can share the power of self-love with you. Take care, everybody. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast. Be sure to write a review and share the love with your friends and family. And head over and visit Kim and her team at 28.com. That's the word 20 and the number 8.com. Take good care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.